The California Technology Council's new CTC Benefits Trust combines groups of emerging technology companies to offer large company benefits to small businesses. This approach delivers employee benefit programs with better choices and at a lower cost. What's included? Medical, dental, and vision options are available with additional employer and employee online resources to support simplified enrollment and administration. To learn more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash join. That's californiatechnology.org forward slash join. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. Artificial intelligence is all the rage in drug discovery today, but there are efforts to apply the technology to other aspects of the drug development continuum to improve decision-making and increase efficiency. One such example is FISI, which has developed an artificial intelligence platform to improve clinical site selection, evaluate protocol designs and patient inclusion criteria, and manage the implementation of trials. We spoke to Jen Lee, founder and president of FISI, about the company's AI platform, how it works, and the case for the use of artificial intelligence as a tool to improve drug development. Jen, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dan, for having me. We're going to talk about FISI, its artificial intelligence platform, and how you're using it to help clients make better decisions around the clinical development of experimental therapies. Perhaps you can begin with a description of FISI and what it does, who its customer is, and, and how it makes money. Um, FISI was created 12 years ago. Uh, we are a data-driven clinical development organization. We uh, leverage our database, um, which is big data, uh, and also our statistical model and algorithm, those are artificial intelligence to help our clients to um, more objectively planning and executing clinical trials. It was uh, a uh, created uh, based on the situation that um, despite clinical development as an industry was spent $90-$100 billion a year. Uh, the level of the complexity of the operations management was never uh, appropriately handled. The simpleton we are seeing either inside of the industry or external of the industry are those um, uh, prolonged enrollment cycle time, uh, blooming budgets, um, and, and so never uh, easy to complete a trial as we originally planned. 
those are the symptoms are being driven by the fact that we really have little understanding about uh, how those uh, clinical development process uh, are from the operational management point of view being structured and, and implemented. So the first eye was created to reveal those pattern and those fundamental structures driving those deliverables from the clinical development point of view. Uh, from the uh, so so that's where the way uh, FSI has been been working. The clients benefiting us from several different ways. First of all, we are helping them to looking at a originally uh, mystified picture of planning a clinical trial uh, to a more structured way. So, for example, there are always conflict between the clinical trial teams and the senior management in terms of how long it's taken a clinical trial to complete. That conflict also happens between the, uh, the, uh, the pharmaceutical industry companies and the CROs. So as the result uh, of it, it's usually the senior management that wanted to have a clinical trial to, com to complete much faster, uh, to uh, getting the drug to be approved much quicker. And the CROs, uh, not uh, understandably, often wanting to have more sites, and they are expecting to run much longer time. With the FSI platform, we allow them looking at the picture in a much more objective fashion. That way, we'll be able to uh, implement it uh, as planned. The clinical development of a drug involves many decisions that a, a drug developer must consider along the way. This includes things such as indication assessments, protocol evaluation, clinical trial site selection, and trial management. How are these things generally done by drug developers today? Do they rely on existing relationships, recommendations, gut feelings, or is this a highly data-driven process? Unfortunately, it's anything but a driven data-driven process. It highly relies on the level of the experience of those individuals in those uh, uh, being assigned with those tasks, for example, uh, a medical professional often play a very important role of defining a, talk, uh, uh, a, a therapeutic uh, product profile and development and other elements of a development plan, writing a protocol, um, and, and etc. So what? So that's where the fundamental reasons of uh, a lot of uncertainty uh, coming from and also a lot of mistakes being embedded in those because those are uh, really much uh, empirical uh, derived uh, solutions, not data-driven solutions. What's the consequence of these decisions? How much is at stake and, and what can the impact on the cost and duration and success of a clinical trial be? It is impacting in, in many ways. Um, a clinical trial in today's uh, setting, most of the times, 
for example, like a phase three clinical trial, it's based on the results of a phase two clinical trial by anemia extrapolation. And as a result of it, uh, because the relationship is not actually a linear uh, relationship from our uh, understanding, uh, but if you do using a linear extrapolation, as, as, as uh, today's uh, practical uh, practice as of today, the result is that uh, a phase three clinical trial often much lasts much longer than original plan. And that means it's going to be must, must much more costly uh, from the financial point of view, but it's also going to delay uh, the uh, the time for patients to getting those much needed medicine. FISI has an artificial intelligence platform. I suspect its value can only be as good as the data it has. What data does it include, and where do you get the data from? That's a very good question. Uh, we are uh, calling ourselves uh, a big, da- uh, a big data-driven uh, and uh, artificial intelligence-enabled platform because we are collecting data from all four corners of the internet. And the uh, there are examples like clinicaltrials.gov, uh, which is sanctioned by uh, the U.S. government then you have similar drug registries all over the world, in Europe, in Japan, in China, in, uh, in, in many places. So those are the type of the, the source of the data we are getting from. We are also getting data from uh, many of the clinical trial sites, the, the posting their information in the different places, and uh, like uh, also the academic uh, uh, conferences, they have meeting abstract and share the information. We're getting information from those places as well. And there are some of the less known uh, sources of the information uh, we are also getting uh, from, uh, but they are uh, vast majority of the data we are getting are from the public domain, but we also are purchasing certain data sets uh, from different uh, places. The idea of our platform is not necessarily the amount of data we are having with. The key to our uh, power of the platform largely residing on our capabilities to uh, structure the data in a meaningful way and cross-checking data from different sources uh, with each other to making sure the quality are reliable and consistent, and and the uh, and in all of those spaces, our approach are absolutely uh, innovative, and 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 uh, the, in the most forefront of the the uh, artificial intelligence, and 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 in parallel with those data extra- extracting and and struct uh, and in uh, process and a structuring process is the interpretation of the data. And those are having equally as much innovation in our platform. And those are the, uh, the, the innovation are being uh, patented through a series of, uh, of patents in the U.S. and the rest of the world. How does someone go about using the system? We are uh, having two uh, mechanisms of our clients to utilize in this system. 
traditionally, we have been a service-based uh, uh, organization. We are engaging our clients and uh, um, in, in, in a human-to-human -human interaction and, and getting the uh, understanding the projects and giving our input to various elements from the continual integrated clinical development process to uh, the clinical the indication assessment to protocol planning to uh, the uh, clinical trial implementation. So along the time, we figured out there's a need to productize some of our services to making it easier for our clients to access. And that's where we have developed a clinical uh, investigator site selection platform we call the clean site. That's a platform, it's a, so it's a software for, uh, for uh, as a services. Um, so in that platform, our clients can uh, go in into uh, any of the computer with internet access, uh, access to search uh, the investigator sites according to what they need. And that's a very friendly interface, and many of our clients call it like Google-like uh, fashion to, 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 to work, and, and we are hoping with that uh, clean site will allow many of our, more of our clients to benefit our platform. Well, I'm hoping you can walk me through the different ways the systems use. Tell me what data is available, what customer is using the system to figure out what. Let's start with the development planning and indication assessment. We are uh, working with our clients um, based on the, their product, uh, their actually clinical candidate um, profile and uh, injecting the, um, the view uh, as a data-enabled uh, uh, fashion. Let me give you one example. One of our clients were in a mechanism of uh, lowering, uh, dealing with iron overload patients. So that type of the patients having uh, uh, a, a disease called a thalassemia. So their original plan was to looking at um, a, a, a single indication and, and forecast the peak cells to be, um, uh, to be uh, about $600 million. And when we've been called in, we started looking at the ion overload mechanism, we recognize that that's a cluster of diseases all share similar mechanism. So instead of targeting only thalassemia, and we're asking them actually targeting a group of indications, by doing so, their, their original projection of the peak sales raised from uh, $600 million uh, a year to $3.2 billion a year. So that's the type of the ways we help them injecting data-driven perspectives to allow them comfort, uh, comfortably and confidently making solutions to maximize the value of their product or product in development. How about protocol assessment? Protocol assessment, it's a fascinating area. And as we are pushing out a site selection solution called the clean site, 
many of the enrollment related challenges are not caused by investigator side performance. Rather, they were actually being caused by the inadequate design of the protocols. In the FSI platform, we are in, in the process of developing a similar product uh, in, in, in that area, which we're looking at the historically um, studied uh, clinical trials in any of those indications. We currently have over 300,000 protocols in our database, which allow us looking at the detailed pattern in all of the design elements associated with a, with a particular disease, then allow us to build a modal value, which is a statistical term, uh, really means the most uh, frequently used value. And uh, using that frame structure to allow our clients to start the injecting innovative ideas to change and modify those value. But the benefit and the power of the FSI platform is to allow our clients not only just having an anchored structure to making those change, but also having the ability to understand the operational impact because of those changes being made. And for example, if you're shrinking the patient population by restricting their age, or by the severity of their disease symptom, uh, you will you will start to looking the increase of the number of investigator sites needed for the trial, and the enrollment cycle times becomes longer. Those are obvious reasons, but our systems will allow our clients to making much more sophisticated assessment and decisions based on our platform. How about when it comes to the selection of sites for a clinical trial? Our site selection uh, solution, it's real a solution. It's a very competitive space uh, from site selection vendors' point, uh, point of view. But generally speaking, many of those uh, platforms are providing data, not a solution. Our platform allow our clients to looking at a particular disease indication, then we will uh, guiding them to the country distribution of those qualified sites around the world. And then from those country picture, we allow our clients to dive into a specific country or, spe or specific set of, uh, a set of countries. Then uh, we allow them to uh, we actually assign a set of the score, uh, allow our clients to make decisions on those of sites they needed for their clinical trial, then the uh, clean side will go further to, uh, to provide the detailed profile for each of those investigator sites, including uh, from some of the me mechanic um, uh, elements of the information, their address and, and email and telephone, etc., to much more sophisticated description. For example, historically, what are the trials they have run and what's the capacity they have at the data sites to run certain trials and as well as their performance in running those clinical trials. 
then uh, go in the further, we start looking at their medical knowledge profile. So if they are a uh, can, uh, oncologist, uh, are they oncologist specialized in a particular type of cancer or a set of cancer? If it's a, a set of cancer, where are their true expert expertise area resides? So, and we're also looking at their experience in working with different types of uh, drug candidates. Is that either small molecule or a vaccine or an antibody? And we will be able to making those those uh, those experiences visible in a quantitative and objective fashion. So those are all of the things are being built the way based on massive amount of data running behind in real time and allow them to making the decision uh, based on those collective view we provide by this platform. Uh, the last one I wanted to ask you about was trial implementation management. What, what does this include and how does the system do this? Could you uh, repeat that again? Sure. The last one I wanted to ask you about was trial implementation management. What exactly does the system do in this regard? Oh, um, that is uh, the trial implementation management. It's not a part of the clean side, but it's a separate set of capability in the uh, FESI uh, platforms. The meaning of it is, is that, as you can imagine, the uh, the, the implementation of a, a, a clinical trial, particularly a medium a large scale of clinical trials, can be a very complicated and sophisticated uh, system system engineering projects. So what we are allowing uh, our capability allow our clients to do is to looking at the space in a structured view, for example, uh, who are the potential high, uh, pot uh, potential high enrolling sites and who are not, but not just looking at a static picture, but looking at it in a, in a, in a more dynamic way. So we incorporating certain mechanisms to prioritize those sites and supporting them with different types of resources to allow those sites with the best potential to enroll patients, get the most support. That way, we will uh, be able to uh, save money and resources and also with the potential to shorten enrollment cycle time. And those are all we have patented methods to support that implementation process. You mentioned uh, a stunning example early on about uh, the patient, uh, the company that was developing uh, a treatment for iron overload. Is there anything more generally you can say the payoff has been for people who have used the system? Is Are there case studies to point to? Are there actual savings or time savings that have been realized? Uh, there are um, three major benefits from uh, the uh, from our clients' as a, uh, perspective. One benefit is, is to gain the kind of 
visibility to the outcomes of their plan, and which will be uh, very much improve the communication effectiveness between the uh, sponsor of uh, of the the drug candidate and the CRO and between the senior management and a specific uh, uh, project team. So that's one type of the, the, the benefit. Another type of the benefit uh, is to allow the, um, the, the picture to be objectively assessed, then to uh, pull different levers to, uh, to, sh- to either optimize the enrollment cycle time uh, or looking at the most cost-effective eff- way to implement the, 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 the trial. In some instances, we would be able to looking at a particular clinic trial just from the design point of view. We can predict that they actually cannot be successfully implemented. And one example of so, it's a, a GVHD, which is a, a horrible disease. Uh, associated with uh, with uh, transplantation, and um, one type of intervention, one it's, uh, type of intervention uh, is the, the treatment of those patients. Another one is the prevention uh, uh, of the patients pr- from happening that disease. It looks like very similar uh, trial, but by using our platform, we indicated that the prevention trial it's actually much more costly uh, feasible than the treatment trial. As a matter of fact, our model tells our clients the um, the treatment trial will take three times more of the sites and with even longer enrollment cycle time to implement. And based on our assessment, our clients actually uh, Basically, they can't the treatment the trial and focusing on the prevention trial. By doing so, uh, they, they achieve the similar uh, marketing objective, uh, but saved uh, likely about the 30 to 40 million dollars. And that's just one type of example. Another example is uh, at that time a, a rare disease in cancer world, and our clients got a very promising clinical uh, can, uh, development candidate. So the senior management is so eager to putting this uh, candidate to, to, to patient. So the, uh, they basically telling the project team, say, tell us how much money you need to do this, but I want you to be able to complete this trial in 20 months. So, so the trial, team somehow understand that this is not doable, but they don't know how to express it. So we look at all aspects of that clinical trial by the, looking at the competition, by looking at the business process, which is site activation, by looking at the site performance, and by also looking at the product design. We presented our assessment to the senior management and, and, and in that uh, assessment, we concluded that trial cannot be completed shorter than 30 months. So 
but the, because of the reliability and objectivity of assessment, the, uh, the senior management are great with our planned uh, enrollment cycle time. So at the end, instead of everybody falling into frustration uh, and, 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 uh, and many of the other uncertainties associated, the trial was successfully implemented exactly as we predicted. And the drug is actually now approved, and now they are approved the medicine to uh, the cancer patients in that indication. There's a, a lot of discussion about the use of AI in discovery and in the clinic, less so about applying it to clinical development. How do you see this changing or improving the clinical development process? It's a... Um, it's a uh, it, the complexity in the clinical development uh, comparing with uh, with the uh, discovery space is the it's the patients patients it's the the center of our business but they are also the fun, uh, fundamental reason of causing so much of the complexities associated with clinical development so we are a true believer that with the amount of the data now we are having with, uh, and with the sophistication of our our capability of inter uh, interpreting those data, uh, we are in in a very good position to allow uh, the uh, artificial intelligence to be widely implemented and applied in various of clinical development scenarios. Uh, we just talked about the clinical uh, integrated clinical development planning. We talked about protocol design. We talked about the uh, the uh, site selection. We we also talked about the clinical trial implementation management. But I wanted to also share the excitement. This is that we also accumulate over 30 million of patient data. You know, well structured and and and, and derived from from those controlled clinical trials, that will be the type of the data we are looking forward to use to um, to do like synthetic arm or even uh, you know simulate certain types of the clinical trials. Uh, we are so much excited to see those other things being put into practice. Jen Lee, founder and president of FISI. Jen, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Dan, for having me. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.